Hi guys, welcome back to Main Character Moment. I'm not going to really bother with an intro today because the episode is a part two continuation of last week's episode. Uh, This episode, I'm going to get into the paella backstory of the breakup, kind of wrap up this whole little saga of he was never the one. Um, And I'm also recording this intro bit on my phone, so apologies if the if the audio quality isn't fantastic, I decided to just do it on my phone to make things easier. I ordered a new microphone, which I'm super excited about. My friend actually has it and I tested it out at her place. Um, and the audio quality is like amazing. And I also got some pointers, uh, from her sister's boyfriend about how to have better sound quality. So anyways, that's all going to be set up for next week. I'm really excited about that. Like I said, I just want to dive into this week's episode episode. No good way of transitioning this over. I'm just going to stop talking and uh, stitch uh, stitch what I recorded the other week back in. So, uh, so enjoy the rest of the story and I will see you guys on the other side. Time blurs by. We continue going through these cycles. At the end of the summer, we go on this trip to Montana. And at the time, I remember thinking it was like a highlight of our relationship. But like the truth is, there, there was... Something was not right, obviously. There was so much silence in our relationship. Like, we really didn't have anything in common. We really didn't have anything to talk about. I mean, I can talk to anyone. And, like, in my closest relationships, like, there's so much depth there. And we have interesting conversations about ourselves and our histories and our past and about the world and the universe. Like, me and this guy just, like, there was nothing there. And I would try. And I would just, like, be shut down. And, like, I just remember thinking even on this trip, like, there was so much silence between us. But again, like, I hold on to, like, what he gives me. And, like, I remember on this trip, he says, we're, like, playing this, like, question game for couples. Because, like, he's, like, emotionally unavailable. So anytime I can, like, trick him into, like, revealing anything about himself or his feelings for me, anything like that, I'm, like, I'll take that opportunity. And the question is, like, where do you see yourself in three years? And he's like, in three years, like, I hope we're married. I hope we're married or, like, soon to be married. (laughs) So, like, that's the thing. Like, it's not like I was a total idiot. And this guy, again, like I said earlier, he had agency. He didn't have to date me. He didn't have to tell me these things. He did give me just enough for me to think, no, he's into me. No, he loves me. He just has a hard time expressing it. That was kind of the narrative I told myself. The next few months, like winter of 2020, getting into 2021, it's a blur. It goes by fast and it's not good. Like I remember over the holidays, he's so checked out. Anytime we FaceTime, he's giving me nothing. It's like this disengage, it's like this disengaged, checked out, low energy, like barely can hold a conversation with him type of type of phase. I get back, we haven't seen each other in like two, three weeks. And he's just so like not excited to see me. Like, literally could not give less of a shit. The next day, I, like, I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, you weren't even excited to see me. So this is what we're going through. And we still have, like, four months before we break up at this point. I remember another really shitty time. And at this point, like, we're on the downward spiral, obviously. We're February at this point. We're out day drinking with, like, one of his friends who's in town And we, like, go to a pregame. He's, like, the day was fun. We go to this pregame. He's, like, talking to everyone but me. We go to this party. At that point, I'm, like, super drunk. And, like, I normally, like, did not get this 
this kind of drunk when we were together but like I'm like I'm gonna be sick like I need to go home I'm like laying in bed at this party of one at one of our friends houses and I tell him I'm like I have to go back to your place he's like oh you're not gonna go to your place I'm like my keys are at yours like I I can't go home so he just gives me his keys and like okay fine he doesn't want to leave the party he doesn't want to come home with me fine not only does he not leave with me again fine I could I can accept that he does not call me an Uber. He doesn't even walk downstairs with me to make sure that I get into my Uber okay. And like, I'm so drunk, I literally vomit on the side of the street when I get out of the Uber. Like, I am like so fucking drunk. And he doesn't even like check in to like make sure I got in the Uber okay, does not check in to see that I made it home okay. And then I remember like waking up at like two in the morning and he's not there. He's not in bed. He's not home. He hasn't texted me. And it um was a really fucking shitty feeling to be like, hmm, is there a possibility that my boyfriend quite literally does not care if I live or die? Which sounds dramatic, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like even someone that like, like I'm trying to like I even a friend even if I had if there was someone I was like kind quasi friends with I didn't really like them that much I would still at a bare minimum make sure that they got into their uber okay like this man could not even give me that and then a couple and then a couple months later Easter weekend no yeah two months later Easter weekend the final time we should have broken up there's a long weekend Friday we're off I assume we're gonna hang out together he goes off and goes golfing gets back from golfing, is like, oh, I'm with friends, doesn't invite me over. I end up doing my own thing. I'm like, I'm really hurt that you didn't make any attempt to hang out with me. The next day, I hang out with my friend all day with the plan that I'm going to meet up with him at night. He does, like, <laughs> I'm, like, trying to coordinate plans with him. I'm like, where are you? I'm going to get into an Uber now. Doesn't text me for hours. So I don't see him again. He texts me at, like, 12, 11, 11.30. He's like, where are you? He's like, you still with your friend? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, she went home hours ago. You didn't want to hang out with me again. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like, I, I, it kills me how this is impacting you. Like, I hate that I'm making you feel this way. And I'm like, stop doing it. Stop acting like you hate me. <laughs> but the truth is, he did hate me. Like, I, as I'm telling these stories, I'm like, and I joke about this with my friends and family, that this man quite literally hated me and I sensed it he sensed it we are we are rapidly spiraling at this point which brings us to May my anxiety has been so constant everything in my life just feels like stressful and not good I just like have this like constant sinking feeling in my stomach and how all of this comes to a close it's it's the weekend He's like, what should we do this weekend? Should we cook? Should we go mini golfing? And I'm like, okay, great. Like he wants to spend time with me. Like that's a good sign. And um, <laughs> we decide we're going to make paella and do like a cooking date night. And we're going to make paella. We're going to make sangria. We're going to make this olive oil cake. We're going to do like this full thing. So I go out, I go to Target after work. I get the, I get some of the things we need. And I'm like excited. It's going to be like a really fun date. 
then I pick him up after work and I remember I'm like singing in the car and I'm like waiting for him to come down he gets in my car and he like immediately like tells me to be quiet because he's on the phone he's on the phone with his dad like the whole time I'm like oh like okay we get to the grocery store he's just like kind of we're just like butting heads like everything like I feel like I say he's just like being annoying about everything he's doing like I'm annoyed by we get the ingredients we get back we um we make the sangria he makes the sangria I start on the paella um and I remember like there's like obviously tension like as soon as we get back he's like he's like this is why I like to order in this reminds me why I like to order in because now we have to like cook it and I'm like this is supposed to be fun like why are you like literally hating on like everything that we do and we're drinking so we have like a bit of a buzz going the food ends up being really good I remember him like being kind of nice like at one point like I'm adding the shrimp in and he's like you're my little shrimp so he's like trying to be cute and then I remember we're like eating the paella and he's like on his phone and he's just like cracking up at like some like meme or someone messaging him and like he had been doing that a lot recently like he would just like be on his phone and like laughing and I'd be like what are you what are you laughing at like but at this point I'm like can you I was like can you not be on your phone like laughing like while we're like together eating dinner it's like really exclusive and like hurts my feelings and he's like yeah you're right like I won't do that like okay and I'm like great <laughs> we uh we decide to like move to the couch to like watch our show we're gonna watch the reunion of Summer House and again something comes up that I'm like hey can you not this is something I think we should work on and then the conversation turns into just like I was like, I don't I feel like sometimes we like have like these blocks and like intimacy, like physically and emotionally. And like, you're just kind of cutting me off and like shutting down. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I feel like when we're not as good, when we're not in as good of a place, like that happens. Not that like, we're not good. Like we're always good. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And then I don't know how the conversation escalates, but like all of a sudden he starts being like really quiet and I'm talking like like we've paused the show at this point and like he'll be quiet for like 10 minutes at a time and he's like not making eye contact with me he's not touching me we're just like sitting on the couch and eventually I would be like say something to me like stop like you're freaking me out and he just like won't say anything for the longest time And at first I'm like really annoyed by it. And then I'm like, okay, clearly he's just processing and like, we're like going through something, but like, we're going to hash this back out. We're going to hash this out and we're going to be fine. But then like, as it continues on, I like really start to panic and I'm like, what's happening? Something like all of a sudden feels like, like this is a different energy than like we've ever kind of experienced together. And I don't really remember like how it turns into like a breakup conversation, but like I ended up like asking the same questions that I asked him over FaceTime when I was in LA and I thought we were going to break up the first time. I asked him, do you love me? And he, he says like, he says, yeah, I I do. And I say, do you want to be in this relationship? Thinking that of course he's going to say, yes, of course I do. Like, I love you. I want to be with you. I just, I don't know why I'm like this. I don't know why I'm not emotionally available to you. But um, he doesn't say that. He, he looks me in the eyes and he shakes his head no. And I immediately am like, 
whoa, 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 whoa. This is you pushing me away. I'm not letting you do this. We, we love each other. We love each other. We've gone through so much. And like, this is you pushing me away. Like, I'm not going to let you do that. Like, I love you. I'm fighting for this. I'm not going to let you just like end things like this. And he says, and then all of a sudden everything, it's like everything that he's ever experienced over the last two years, he like, it comes out and he's like, I've had these doubts for a really long time of if you're the one. And I, I don't think that we're supposed to be together. And at this point, like, I'm starting to, like, process that, like, oh, my God, like, this is happening. Like, we're breaking up. And I was like, were, were you going to were you gonna do this tonight? Were you planning on this? And he said, no, like, I wasn't. And I was like, do you, like, but you still love me? He said, yeah, of course I do. And I said, like, are you still in love with me? And he's like, it's not that simple. And I remember saying, like, of course it is. Like, of course it's that simple. But, like, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was very complicated. It, of course it was. And I just remember like this whole time, like we're both crying, but like he's like not comforting me at all. Like we're just like sitting side by side on the couch. He's like not making eye contact with me. We're just like sitting and we probably talked for like an hour. And I remember like where I, cause like at this point, like I hadn't really started to cry. Like I knew that like once I opened the floodgates, it was like game over for me. Um, but what finally like got me, like what finally, like where I started cracking was when I said, I was like, I, I can't believe that like, we're just going to be strangers. Um, and that I'm never going to know you again. And it's a peculiar thing because here we are nine months later and we are strangers that like, that's exactly what happened. And it's equal parts, like of course we're strangers. Like, of course, like we have nothing to do with each other. I don't know your life at all. But then there's this other part of it where like relationships, like they're, that's your life. Like that's the person you spend the most of your time with the majority of your time. Like that's the person you text the most. That's the person you like think of, like talk about the future with and you see your life going one way. And then all of a sudden, like everything is just over and you have to pivot and you have to let that person go. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird how you can hold on to those experiences and have them feel so real, but so distant at the same time. And like, I knew that that's like what was going to happen. And in that moment, I rem- like, I knew that I just had this feeling that that was going to be the last time we would ever speak in my apartment. In that moment, I was like, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to see him or talk to him ever again which is crazy. Like most people, like when you break up, there's a little bit of back and forth. Maybe you meet up again. You at least are like texting to be like, I thought you text a little bit, maybe, right? Like you have a life together. Like you've loved each other. And like he, I mean, he was like obviously going to like sleep over. I remember he gets up and he goes and gets his backpack, which is like on his side of the bed. And I watch him, he sits down. I watch him call the Uber. We're both just like crying so hard. And, um, he's gonna go and then I'm like I'm like wait um don't forget your pan because he had borrowed his roommate's pan and it was soaking in the sink for us to make the paella so uh so then uh 
So then he goes over to the sink and he's like finishing the job of like washing out the pan and like drying the pan. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, I, I do need you to like leave now because I'm about to start like scream crying. And he gets it. And then he's just, he, he has the bag of the shit of the stuff he's brought over. He's just standing there and he's like, for, he, he's like at a loss of words. He's like, I'm sorry. And I remember I was just like, I mean, I was like, I love, I love you. That was the last thing I said to him. And he left and I'm like, he closes the door. It's like two in the morning at this point. I'm like holding my breath. I hear the elevator door open and close. And then I'm like hyperventilating. I'm freaking out. I call my sister. I FaceTime her. It's Friday night. She doesn't pick up. I FaceTime her boyfriend and he picks up right away. He's at a bar. He's like, Megs, sees my face. And I'm like, you need to go get Kate right now. So he immediately, he's like at the bar. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's gonna be okay. Like, oh shit. Like goes and finds my sister and is like, we need to go outside right now. So they're, they go outside. They're like outside of this bar. And I, and I'm faced and I say, we, we just broke up. I go, he just broke up with me. Like it's, it's over. They're like, they're like, what? Like you were like, you guys were just like fucking making paella on Instagram stories. I was like, I know, but we just, we just broke up. Like it's over. And um, we talked for a while. They left. I, at this point, it's like four in the morning. I remember I'm like so emotionally drained and exhausted. Like I, the, the reality really hasn't like sunk it. I remember I like pulled, I pulled some tarot because I was like, I have to like document this, <laughs> document this energy. And I pull all cards, basically. I pull like reverse two of cups, which is uh which is like the love card, um, which like can indicate like a breakup. Like every card I pull is basically like, yeah, you're going through a breakup. You're going through it. I go to bed, I wake up and I, I remember like as I'm drifting off to sleep, I'm just like dreading waking up because I know I'm going to be one so fucking tired. And like that's when like the real big sad is going to start. And yeah, like I wake up and I'm like, okay, time to start telling people. I think I call my my mom first and tell her I call another I FaceTime another one of my friends and um and at that point I I tell the tell the people who need to know and my best friend is like okay like I have to be with my family in the day but I'm gonna come over tonight and I think I ended up like venturing out that day to get my nails done I'm like at the nail salon crying under my mask I I was like planning on like going out to like try and have a day but I was like I need to be inside I like haven't eaten anything. I'm just like smoking weed the whole time. I just sat. And you know what I did actually? I was on TikTok. I make my way to breakup TikTok immediately. I start like plugging in like breakups, how to get through a breakup. Like I'm searching things. The algorithm very, very clear, very quickly realizes I'm going through a breakup and they're like, all right, put her on breakup TikTok. So that's what I do. I'm just like watching other people's videos and I think the next day is when I post my own first video about my breakup. And it's kind of like a soft launching, like it's like to a trending sound. And I'm basically say like, when you bring up something you want to work on in the relationship and he unexpectedly leaves you. And then, and then I, I don't know, the next day I decide to like make another one and I start to be, and I talk to the camera and I say, I'm going through a breakup and this is like, how I'm feeling and like this is what I'm gonna do today and then all of a sudden like all of like how I'm feeling like I'm also like 
crying a shit ton and like going through these intense waves where I'm just like hysterically sobbing like sounds are coming out of my body that literally do not sound human and then like I kind of come out of that wave and then like you can catch your breath and like breathe and it feels you feel like a little bit better for getting it out but like that's kind of like the cycle I'm in and breakup TikTok like is getting me through it like me watching it and me posting it and that ultimately is like I mean that's how how all of this started for the rest of that summer like I make videos about my healing journey about what I'm learning about how I'm getting over my ex and like as I'm doing that I also start like living my best life and I start this very lengthy and like ongoing journey to realize like how wrong we were for each other and how terrible this relationship was like for my mental health it obviously like wasn't all bad but like I mean, the foundation was, like, so superficial, I think, on both sides. Like, this was never someone who truly saw me. And maybe he did, but, like, he didn't like what he saw. And you know what? Like, that's not my problem. You know what I mean? Like, when someone rejects you like that, that is on them. That is not my problem that, like, I, like, all that I am was not compatible for what you are looking for. And also, I'm not going to let some, like, average, like, not funny, like, basic dude make me feel bad about myself that I couldn't, like, fit into, like, what he wants. So I'm not going to let you and your rejection of me make me feel even more bad about myself. I'm not going to allow that to impact me. And, like, that's easier said than done. I've had to work on that. The re- like, rejection is tough, especially when it's from someone you really love and someone you've put so much of yourself into to make them, to try and get them to love you in the way that you've loved them. I've had to work on that. I've had to like really confront some things about myself and I'm still processing it is the truth. Like it's been a long time and I started dating in August. So like only a few months after the breakup and I ended up like kind of rebounding, which is the relationship we'll talk about next time in the next side character episode. But like once that that like rebound situation um (laughs) fizzled out I realized that like I wasn't done like processing this breakup like yeah I was over him and yeah I was like okay it doesn't matter like what what didn't work for him like let's talk about what didn't work for me like I am too like outgoing and like fun and silly and creative the life I want is not the kind of life that he wants and at the end of the day I need a partner who is going to have my back who is going to be there for me to support me through tough times. Like in the two years we dated, this man could never once like look me in the eyes, hold me and be like, you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this and I'm here to support you. Like he never did that. And that's what I need. That's what we all deserve is someone who knows how to like be there for us. And not only could he not be there for me, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to learn. And that's not my problem. I think I've spent so much time, like I spent two years just being so exhausted and so emotionally drained and just like upset by how this guy made me feel. Time and time again, when we went through these cycles, I would just do everything I could to make things better. And it was demoralizing. (laughs) And like, I don't want to keep doing that. You know what I mean? I'm at a point, I'm at a point in like the breakup journey where I'm like, look, live your life date who you want to date live where you want to live go on your path that works for you like like I should like I'm grateful that I'm not a part of that ride anymore because it sucked me dry 
And now I have this opportunity to go live a life that's like authentic to me and like who I am and like what I want to do. And I'm done like letting you have this power over me. A power that like I gave you from day one. So it's like, it's a lot to kind of confront about yourself. Because I'm like, why did I do that? I'm a strong woman. I always have been. Like, why did I give this man all this power over me? Why did I put up with all of like, his, like this shitty behavior like because he was tall because he was good looking because he worked for Goldman because he got me a Prada bag for Christmas and Gucci loafers for my birthday and took me to Mexico like really really Megan I can do all those things for myself is the reality so I don't really know perception is like a really powerful thing and like I said I think I really liked how we were perceived and I think I just put so much emphasis on the wrong things. And then I think I just projected like what I wanted him to be and what I wanted the relationship to be. And that's what kept me in it. I kept thinking that things will get better. And I chose that like future that wasn't based in any reality as opposed to like choosing myself. And at the end of the day, that's why I can't be mad at him. Like he did, like he, he should have called, <laughs> we should have called it off a long time ago. I should have, but at least at this point, two years in, he was like, we shouldn't do this anymore. And he was right. So we weren't a good fit. We weren't compatible. And we didn't make each other happy. I just am like, I don't know. It's just like tough because I know I gave everything that I had in this relationship and like loved him so much and tried to be everything that I thought he wanted. And I really lost myself in doing that. But like the silver lining is like, I will never do that again. I will never allow someone to make me feel that way. I will never tolerate a relationship that makes me feel so like, it's like so like, like push and pull and like on their terms and makes me feel really anxious until I get this hit where I feel like things are good. Like, I don't want that. That's not stable. That's not sustainable. That's not what I'm looking for. And now I have the opportunity to find like what I actually am looking for. And there's still a lot of reflecting to do, I think. There's still a lot of work to do, but like, oh my God, I'm so much fucking happier now than I was when I was going through this. I really, truly am. I really feel grateful that that ride is over and that I, that the Paella Man chapter is done. So that is the story of me and Paella Man. Um, <laughs> that was like kind of, <laughs> that was kind of a trip. I knew it would be. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I like missed out on any details. I, I've been like, I've been like waiting to tell this one. You know what I mean? As much as I was hesitant, I also have been like practicing this. Like, I feel like I've done this episode by myself, like in front of the mirror just for fun, like several times. So I was ready to get it out there. This is the story. This is what happened. But here I am. I'm still standing. Things are going to be good. And I'm just like really happy that I'm like on this chapter. I'm in this chapter of like doing things for myself, prioritizing myself and like good things are happening. Good things are happening. Good things will continue to happen. And when I am ready to date again, which will be a long time from now, I'm excited to like take these lessons forward because I know I am just one step closer to finding my person. So I'll, I'll leave you with that so we can leave this on, on a hopeful note. All right, guys, it's been real as always. Thanks for hanging out with me and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.